welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. It's me, Anna Roisman, and she's unemployed for the next hour at least. And I am joined here with my friend Ellen. What's up, Ellen? Hey, Anna. Hey, wow, you sound chipper. Sounds like someone got a job. Is it? Is it true? How's the job? You got a job? The rumors are true. This week I was doing more work than I usually do. Oh, How'd no. How'd that go? I have, can you hear my Slack notifications? That is such a fucking humble brag. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear my Slack? Because I'm on Slack again. Uh, no, I can't. Uh, was I supposed to? Are you on Slack right now? Are you slacking during this podcast recording? I'm, I'm on Slack right now. I'm Don't looking cut at this some out. slacks. Don't cut this out. That sounded like it was too good to be true. <laughs> Yeah, you know, this is what working is all about. Slack? (laughs) I don't miss it. It's all about, you know, Slack and Google Drive and (laughs) Airtable and, you know, all these platforms where you you rack your work. Just throw it in my face. You got a job. Um, I am happy for you. How is it going besides Slack? It's good. It's definitely a very unique experience starting to work for a company that you're totally new to, completely remote. Right. Like you don't know what anyone looks like or the tone of what they're saying or. Well, I've seen a bunch of them on video chat. I guess we we have video. (laughs) My brain went to you've only slacked with these people. But I've only seen them from the waist up pretty much. And yeah, there's tons of people I, I might not ever or for months yeah and the bottom half of people really says a lot about you know them (laughs) if they got bde or or bd (laughs) i mean yeah bde or you know i want to see what those booties look like i want to see what kind of shoes they're wearing so you know there's a lot you imagine right now Could you imagine me in an interview, you know, when they always say, like, what do you want to get out of this job? And I was like, I want to get some BDE. (laughs) I'm in a mood today, Ellen. Hired. Yeah. Yeah, You you said you had like a a fun story, right? I've had a, you know, I've had a weird week. I have a new commercial agent, which I'm really excited about. And I got this commercial audition. I don't know if you're familiar with the commercial world, but let me just say commercial auditions, you know, which are jobs, potential jobs, uh, are sometimes the weirdest shit you've ever done, Um, you know, because commercials are not really about acting ability. It's more about like the product, right? Mm -hmm. You're a body in the in the ad. Um, So like I got this audition where it was like. It was like you have to you have to look at a you know you have to look out a, a window or something and there's there's things that pop up on the screen so you have to like see them pop up and they're they're words and the words say like sad things right I guess I'm like guessing here I only had notes no script okay we'll start with that no script so the words pop up in front of you and they're they're like sad depressed angry blah, negative whatever and then you have to lean over and pick up your box of medication I guess I think it was for a medication and look at it and you and you think you know what if I take this I'm I'm gonna be okay it's gonna be a great day and then all of a sudden the bad words disappear and you have to see them disappear and then you gotta walk like you got BDE out of that shot so you have to walk like it's a fucking awesome day. I feel great. So I and you have to do two takes of this close up and far away. So I'm like I'm like, I probably c- can't even say any of this, but I'm not saying any names or anything. So yeah. I I literally do it, and I'm like, I guess this is good. You know, like, if they wanted to hire a girl for a depression medication, like, just ask me to speak for two minutes straight, and I will <laughs> look the part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm doing it, you know, and I'm good, and I grab the box of – I'm grabbing, like, a box of tissues because they're like, grab anything – because these are at-home auditions, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, wow, it's going to be a great day, and then I, like, walk out. I really get into the character, and I reread the email after because I have to send it back in, and it's a fucking print ad, and I was like, you took me on this journey twice? That doesn't make any sense. And it's for print, meaning they're just going to take a photo of you. You really just needed a girl holding a fucking box of tissues up. And does she look depressed? Does she look like she needs some antidepressant? They put you through all that for a print ad? That's (laughs) insane. I know. I was like, look at my headshot. I'm not a happy person. There's no smile in this photo. 
Um, yeah, so I nailed it. So I guess if it ever does become more than print, if it ever becomes a live action, you know, short film, feature film, something, uh, I I will book the part. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm so sorry that they put you through that. Yeah, thanks. I probably look like a fucking moron too, like doing all of the movements. And I'm like, wow, ooh, sad words going away. And uh and they're probably just laughing. They're like, she doesn't even know it's a print ad. <laughs> you think they were doing that, like, just to fuck with you? I don't know. I, oh, God. Do they really eyebrows. have that much time on their hands where they're like, no, the fuck with this actor? I sure hope not. <laughs> but oh, man. I felt dumb. I felt dumb. But then I felt, felt, you know what? Union project. I will look dumb for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get those union rates. Get those yeah. perks. Yeah. Get that. Anyway. Yeah, so I'll let you know if I book it or not. Uh, yeah, keep but, us updated. Yeah, think about me, guys. Next time you go to a, like a doctor's office or you know you see a pamphlet for sad-looking people, find me. See if I made it. See if I, I would got be it. so. I would be so tickled if I went into like a doctor's office, a dentist's office, and I saw your face on a pamphlet. <laughs> I'd be like. This is the most amazing thing Anna's ever been in. Ellen, you watched me do HQ every night for years, and yet you want to watch me on your fucking doctor's pamphlet? Honestly, yeah. That's, like, wow. way more impressive. Wow. Okay. All right. I get it. Uh, <laughs> Just God. kidding. So who do we have today? Oh, my God. I am so excited for this. These are two, two of my friends. I would have each of them on separately, but they're now joined forces for their own podcast, which is pretty exciting. Uh, their podcast is called Ruined ruined uh and it's actually like it's a scary movie podcast meets comedy because hallie really likes scary movies allison doesn't but she's like intrigued by the plot twists you know what i mean and so it's just it's a really funny they're doing a different movie every episode go check mm -hmm. out ruined uh but individually we're having on allison Libby. you might know her she's a writer for the marvelous mrs mazel heard of it love it uh the president show she worked on and then hallie Kiefer, who's a writer for vulture she wrote for friends of the people on true tv they're both very brilliant writers very funny people follow them on twitter give it up for allison and hallie hi hello hi hi hi, hi. how was that that felt like a that was fun. I loved it. Yeah. Way more energy than I've experienced in the last six months. On Zoom? Beautiful. <laughs> or at all. It's certainly in person, anywhere. Yeah, I feel like I'm at like a sporting event now. Wow. I had a lot <laughs> of chocolate earlier, and I'm just like, <laughs> and I had a mimosa at lunch. You know, the day is. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I, got a, I got on a big bag of peanut butter M&Ms. <gasps> oh, so ready yeah. to go. I love that. I yeah. have that size. I love that new, the new um, closing of M&M's, you know, how it's like oh, a, that's just nice. a Ziploc bag now. They're nice. Oh, yeah. That's nice. I keep an almond one in my fridge uh, always. I don't love the almond ones. No? I know. They're not I, as good. I like a chocolate covered almond, but I mm. don't like an almond M&M. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. But you know what? I trust you. You have a very sophisticated palate. <laughs> I, I see your meals. I see. My dream is to have dinner with you. Like, okay. Ooh, I think that yeah. that's like pretty, well, I don't know. I feel like eight months ago, that was like super realistic and we could have totally done that whenever. Now it does feel like a <laughs> pipe dream to have dinner with somebody. <laughs> My dream is to have dinner with a human. Um, how are you both though? How is everything going? I mean, good. Uh, I just, as I was telling you guys, I just took a two day trip to Palm Springs with my boyfriend and I, as soon as we got back, I, I booked us two uh, one-way tickets to get tested for COVID. You know, so it's like, oh, what a fun getaway. So I got back, I'm like, oh, God, well, okay, I will just get it done. Yeah, I um, thought you were going to say yeah. I booked two one-way tickets for another trip. Like, I thought oh you were God. like, and we love traveling so much, we're going again. <laughs> I wish. We did, we, we talk a big game, but this is our first trip. I've never actually taken a trip with a lover before, so Ooh. this is my first, first time. How did it go? Sex really? 24 hours a day, right? No, I, I immediately got my period. So, <laughs> you know, it was, it's what, you, it's what you want for a vacation. But it was great. It was that we had a great time and uh, went swimming and hopefully did not contract COVID. So, you oh. know, if I if I do, let's go back and edit this part out. But okay. we had a great time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If she doesn't, though, you know, it's good to let the people know you've, you're going to get tested regardless. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's really. I love Pop Springs. <laughs> 
It's so nice. <laughs> it's so nice there. I want to live. I've it's never my, been. My mom said it was her favorite city in the country, which is crazy. <laughs> That's wild. Wow. That's I don't even think of it yeah. as a city. It's, it's a, des- <laughs> a resort destination at best. <laughs> We were dri- we were driving in. There's a mi- we saw a middle school, and it was like the moment of like, man, growing up there, you but like, I, like it's like I would like to go there to die. Like if you grew up there, you'd be like the second I turn eighteen, I'm moving to New York City. Yeah, like you would go, you'd have yes. to be like, I reject the natural beauty of this place. I have to go live in a dumpster. Yeah, yeah. I felt oh, that way. Allison, when- <laughs> sorry, Allison, someone's breaking into your car. <laughs> oh no, someone I heard. So- I think it just got hit. I think somebody just hit that car because <laughs> I heard a crunch before that started. Oh, no, oh you no! Atlantic really straight face. <laughs> Atlantic Avenue is a wild place to live. I don't know why it's there's so many car alarms. There yeah, but for all those people who think New York City is dead, it sounds really lively right where you it's are. <laughs> so alive where I live. There's so much uh, noise. And yeah, screaming. <laughs> Allison, have you left at all since COVID or have you stayed in New York? I did a week in the Hamptons. Lovely. But it was like it was like in that time where it was like people were definitely leaving the city for like periods of time, but like no one was saying that they did. So I like right. lied to a bunch of people and told them I was <laughs> in New York and I was definitely in the Hamptons. Um the Palm Springs of New York for those yes, yes, who don't know. True. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that was magical and wonderful. And I don't know. That's been That's it. That's nice. I left. Oh, also, there's a mosque across the street, and there will be a call to prayer during this. <laughs> Can you hear it? I could use it. Honestly, I, mm-hmm. I should be praying. It's a good reminder. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jewish holidays. You know, I didn't pray. Uh, <laughs> so this is just the next best thing. This is it. Yeah. Um, I left for a week with my lover. We went on a vacation, but it was also with my parents. So it oh. wasn't much of a lover. <laughs> Decadent. <laughs> vacation as it was, Very. you know. My mom just trying to hang out the whole time. Um, but it was nice. I was glad to get away. But where did yeah. you go? We went to Long Beach Island. It's oh, like I love Long Beach Island. LBI. Yeah. It's like the I was like people from I'm from Philly and that's like a shore of Philly that people go to. Uh, and we always went when we were kids, like they would rent a house. So it was like it was nice. They rented a house. So I felt safe. It was pretty, yeah. you know, distanced. Right. But it's weird. It's weird going somewhere else. You almost feel like it doesn't exist there. Like you're like yeah. People, because yeah. we were really careful in New York. I'm like, wow, people just are out on a beach without masks, like chilling, like yeah. it's never Living happened. Living their lives. Yeah. It's wild. It really is. So I'm excited to have you both on. You're both very successful writers. Honestly, I've known you both for a long oh. time, and I feel like you've always had really great jobs. And I've looked up to you. I'm like, wow, they really fucking did it. Like, you came here to do comedy, and you're doing it. You really are. Uh, you're a saint. Wow, you're, you're a really beautiful are. saint. Thank you. Keep going. I need it. <laughs> Tal- talented, stop, beautiful, stop. great hair, Allie, funny. Stop. I'm gonna cry. Fashionable. <gasps> oh my god. Podcasty. I don't know. Great, <laughs> great dog. We're gonna yeah. go with podcasty and great dog. Yeah. I love when I, I've been on many comedy shows where they're like, and her dog is so cute. Give it up for Emily. <laughs> my mom's like, one of them. You, one of you has to make it. Um. So I wanted to talk to you both about what you did before you were comedy writers. Back in the day, we have all had survival jobs. I want to know what was your first job you ever had or that you can remember. Like, oh, God. Well, I like I, blocked out so much of everything before comedy. We all do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know if this counts, but in high school, I did, I, you know, I did babysitting, that kind of stuff. I did for a time work as a janitor, <laughs> not at not at the high school. I was going to say at, while you went there. <laughs> no, I I mean like I would have I wouldn't be here if that like I, that's something <laughs> that I know I don't have the constitution to pull off is no. being a janitor at your own high school. No, I was a janitor at a law firm that was like in the town next to ours, and <laughs> that's so it much was. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it, I went with my. It was actually like my good friend Courtney who was also a, a co a, my co janitoress, I suppose you should say. And uh, we cleaned the place like two or three times a week. And it was my friend's mom ran like a cleaning service. So I don't know if I could call myself a full janitor, but I, I did work for her service. Okay. And eventually we were fired because we were bad at it. Because it turns out that like being a janitor actually requires a lot of knowledge about how to clean things. And like, you know, you it's, it's like that requires skills that we didn't have. And yeah. it turns out we were terrible at it. 
And every week that I was there, I guess the, the, our, the, our employer, my friend's mom, would call us and be like, hey, you're doing a bad job. You just need to do better next week. And we'd say, well, we don't know how to do that, so okay. And I remember breaking. We at least broke two things. One was like a picture frame. One, I believe, was like a sculpture or something. And then we were we were immediately fired. And then our job consolidated into one adult woman, which is how it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You were yeah. like, did they pay you well? I, I mean, I got paid, which at the time, you know, being 15, 16 was plenty. You it know sounds what I mean? like, though, if you walked into school, it sounds fancy to be like, I, I like, you know, clean this law firm. And I would be like, that wow. sounds fancy to you. <laughs> the, the fact that that sounds fancy to you, I think speaks volumes. Well, you know, <laughs> it's shocking that you think that. <laughs> right, I was, they didn't make me a lawyer, Anna. I just cleaned the bathrooms. Lawyer and every was week, law firm, money, sculptures, what, what? <laughs> and every week they would complain that we weren't putting enough toilet paper like under the cabinets throughout the week. <laughs> I swear to God, every time we were there, we put 25. <laughs> we were there two or three times a week. I was like, how, how is this happening? These guys just had huge dumps to take every day. <laughs> and ladies and female lawyers. Women can um, poop too. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like that really, and I remember I've only ever had two prescient dreams in my life, and I don't believe in them, except I did have a dream I would be fired, and wouldn't you know what I was? But that was probably because I knew. You <laughs> knew you were my, bad at it. I knew I was really bad at it. So <laughs> so my brain was like picking up all the information, you're going to get fired. Was it was. fun when you were not cleaning at the law firm with your friend? Were you guys yeah. just like, what a sick yeah. place? <laughs> We had a blast. We would like race our like a uh, like a vacuum cleaner down the hallway, just knocking things over. Yeah, we were ba- we shouldn't have had this job, but we had a great time and it was nice to hang out. So teenagers don't know how to clean things. No, in general, like let alone professionally. Like <laughs> right, even yeah. Just, like in a domestic situation. Like I remember being yeah. a teenager and my mom was like, "What is happening? Why are you like?" This? <laughs> and I'm a clean Be- person. Yeah. yeah. Did you have to interview for it? Like. No, I think like, it was just. <laughs> go ahead. They're like, this person's willing to clean a toilet. I think they, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I love it. Allison, what was your first job? I All my first jobs were very, like, I was a lifeguard and then I worked at a sunglass hut. Like, it was, you know, whatever. But, like, my, what I remember most about the work world is my last non comedy job, which uh-huh. I was doing, like, ad sales data entry for USA oh. Today's weekend magazine. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Which is so specific. Brutal. Br- brutal. It was just like, I don't even know how I found it, but it was just like an office job that paid like, like you were done at five and then that was it. You could, I could go do comedy. But my, it was like awful in that it was a dumb job that I hated. But my boss, I found out was an internet, like on the side was an internationally renowned reggaeton musician. Ooh, <laughs> um, wow. Reggaeton musician slash DJ um, who went by like a slightly different name and he would like fly on private jets to um, like go to Asia for the weekend (laughs) and like play a gig and come back. And I was just like, I found out and he was, I was like, wait, what? I was like, why do you work here? (laughs) And he said for health insurance. Right. Exactly. I was going to say like, that's how fucked up health insurance is. It's like, of course that's why. Tied to your employer. So he worked out. So the weirdest, he had a lot of weird stuff about him. He was, he hated me. Um, <laughs> so that was because I was Weird really like it was like all I was doing all day was like G chatting people and like writing comedy like tweeting and like working on comedy stuff and like yeah. I was just bad I'm not an attention to detail person by any means like I'm like yeah this looks fine and he's like there's 1000 mistakes in this. Um, <laughs> but his so we shared this like office this like giant cubicle kind of like okay. it was like kind of a corner of the office like and the two of us like we each had desks and we were faced away like our backs were to each other but there was like 10 feet in between us but over his like in his like bulletin boardy area under his shelving and like uh, like in front of his desk he had a bunch of work stuff hanging up and then there were t- he had a printed at like a photo he printed out on a regular piece of paper it was just a picture of a bunch of snakes what just a a pile like a pile of snakes like decor like it was it wasn't framed it was on it wasn't on photo paper it was just like a picture that he printed out from i assume a digital camera he owned (laughs) um 
He had that, and then he had another printed out picture of like a very nondescript house that I want to believe was his, but I kind of think it wasn't. Wow. That's somehow even weirder than a picture of a bunch of snakes is just a, the picture of a f- the front of your own home with like no people in it. That's no, crazy. No. And it was like, and it's like in, I think he like, I think he owned a home in Long Island somewhere. And so like, there's not even like, it's not pretty. It's not a pretty house. It's just like a whatever, very average house. And then there was like nothing around it. Like what? there were no trees. There were, you couldn't see the other houses in the photo. It was like kind of just the front of this house. It looked like it was in the middle of Iowa. It was so weird. He was Maybe so he was weird. writing a movie, you know, and it was like snakes in a house and these were his yeah. inspirations. inspirations. Yeah. Right. It's like one day my sna- I'm going to have a house for my snakes. And so <laughs> yeah. it's like just what are the two things I have to always keep in mind? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> snakes need a house. Anyway, the day I quit was probably the happiest day of his life. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I got another job. I'm out. He was like, great. You don't even have to stay. You could go today. Like, <laughs> when did you both move to New York? Like, um, I moved here the fall of 2006, mm-hmm. and I was going to school to become a librarian, a degree I did complete and have never used, really, and I'm still paying off the student loans for. Oh, my God. So. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Did you go to school for anything other than perf- something in creative arts? With me? No, Allison. Oh, oh, um, I am I I got halfway through a master's at NYU in media studies. Um, and then was like, it literally is more financially <laughs> responsible to only do comedy. <laughs> like, yeah. Than to sink. And it and it took me forever to pay off that like that amount of money. Ugh. But like I was like, I didn't even finish this degree. Like, why am I paying for this? I know. Um, yeah. but I moved here in two thousand six also. Uh-huh. And did you guys have jobs when you got here? Was that something you had to find when you got to New York? I always feel like. Yeah, I I got a job uh, working as an office assistant at Barnard College in their career development office. (laughs) And I just remember it was actually like everyone was really nice. And like, you know, I mean, it was like a great for for the fact I had had no skills of any sort (laughs) having graduated. It was great. But what's funny is that like I had to do sometimes I had to do like the phone tree, you know, like we would call in. Someone could show me how to work a phone for a hundred years, and I still, the second someone calls it, I would just hang up on them. Like, having to, like, forward, like, that's, that's, the people who do that, they earn every dollar they make. Like, it's too complicated. I, like, multiple lines, right? And, like, you have to do a certain thing to get to voicemail, like, all those. Voicemail, forwarding, connecting, conference calling, absolutely not. Can't do it. Never learned. (laughs) I tempt for a while, like, everybody in the entertainment industry, Mm -hmm. um, who isn't in like food service, like doesn't understand. I can't do food service. Like I can't, I just can't. It's I, I'm not above it. I mean, like I think I would be so bad at it that it would, I would lose money. Um, <laughs> when I was temping, I spent three days at this like office down on wall street. It was, I don't, I have no idea what they did. It was just like 10 older men and they like their phone. I was trying to learn their phone system, but like also the phone system was broken. And like every time it <laughs> fucked up, I could hear this guy go, "Where the fuck do we even get this idiot?" And I'm like, "I went to Cornell <laughs> University. <laughs> I have an oh, Ivy League no. degree, you piece of shit." Oh no! <laughs> but I could I not that. figure out that phone. <laughs> no, they're too complicated. It's not right. That's not. Uh, I I tempt too. That was my last like thing before I didn't uh, before I got a job in entertainment, but. They were the opposite. They gave me a, you'll love this. They gave me, um, I was great at the phones. I worked my ass off. I was really good because uh, I was an assistant for yeah. a couple of years before then. They asked me to be permanent and I was like, no, you guys are very racist and sexist and I just watch it happen all day long. <laughs> and, but they, they gave me a $17 lunch, uh, budget. <laughs> in Midtown on 51st in Lexington. I couldn't get a fucking bottle of water for 17 because there's fees on the seamless and that all counts towards the $17. Oh, yeah. Also, 17 <laughs> seems so arbitrary. Just make it money. Yeah, I know. Very strange. And I was like, can I just pay the difference? Can I link my card to pay the difference? And they were like, no, sorry. And there was no way. So like the boss would be like, can you order me lunch? And I'd have to order her $36 lunch. And then I'd have to get my, and she'd be like, mm, is that all you're having? And I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I could only get a small chicken soup for $17 oh. from the place you're ordering from. It was so fucked up. Anyway, you gave, it gave me nightmares of temping. Um, um, it was really <laughs> my when I first moved here, I had like I worked at Bloomingdale's part time and then had 
intern okay. internship. This was back when I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. So I had a brief internship in the fashion industry um, Love with Egal as Ruel, the designer. Um, okay. Working in like PR or whatever. And like one week into it, I was like, I'm going to blow my brains out. And also yeah. I had an uh, internship at the, <clears throat> sorry, at the Onion. And I was like, well, I'm going to leave. And, uh, but there I met this model who was our showroom model who was like super nice and like she would always just be eating like a giant cheeseburger and she was like I don't know a size double zero and I would always just like (laughs) sit there just like cross arms staring at her she was super nice now she's married to a mega rich guy and she's a life coach so it all worked out for Tina Marie great that's a beautiful story (laughs) (laughs) and I was like get me out of here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did fashion for a, a hot second. I love fashion. Me too. I, wor- I worked for like, it was a friend from an improv class. He worked for a designer and he's like, we need help for Coterie, uh, which was like at the, J- at the Javits Center yeah. in New York. I guess it was like where the buyers come to buy stuff for big stores or whatever. I, I think that was it. I did it for one Coterie. <laughs> vague enough that makes yeah. sense. You know, like, yeah, I like that, know that. That sounds that, like something that they that do. I know that. I shouldn't know that. <laughs> but it was like such a buzzword and they were like, get ready for coterie and like they would all talk to me like I worked there I was like I'm just here to help out like you know like a couple hours a day or whatever I I got three dresses out of it I don't even know if they paid me amazing um yeah I got three nice dresses and I was excited to wear them and I was like well but they were monsters and I was like if this is how fashion is I could never like it was no it seems designed to break people down (laughs) and then I guess build you back up as a monster yeah Yeah. I guess that's Um, also our industry in a lot of ways Yes. Oh no. The entertainment yeah. industry is known for that exact practice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to say, so one so a woman, I'm not going to say her name, that I uh, went to school, my same college as me, she moved around the same time as me. And I ended up, she ended up in my loose circle of friends who also went to Notre Dame. And she, she nannied, and I also did like some nannying and babysitting while, like when I first moved here. And I, I recently have noticed on Facebook, I believe that she has either part of a MLM or is in fact herself in charge of an MLM (laughs) because everything she posts is like, it's about like life coaching, but it's like life coaching for people who consider themselves spiritual entrepreneurs. Wow. So it's like, so it's not that she's a spiritual entrepreneur. It's that she is there to provide career advice to those people it is so vague that like in my group chat with my friends from school literally we're all just being like somebody has to sign up like somebody has <gasps> oh, to yeah. pay for the seminar yeah do it as like an alias name like just like make a yeah. profile or something Pull your money like, yeah we were yeah because then i was like what if i do it and then it's actually very helpful <laughs> and then it turns out that i just joined her group of you know Lady uh, That feels also like all MLMs are, but that feels really bordering on cult. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And maybe I have that just in mind because we've been watching The Vow, you know, yeah. about the Nexium cult. Yeah. But boy, everything in that is also super vague. So it's almost like the vagueness is more disturbing than anything specific. Right. Like when that that's I could how they think get of. you. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I like a little bit of this. I want to know more. Yeah. Because they'll, like, yeah. they'll be like, this is what it's like to live life with values and expectations. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what does that sentence mean? It's like, this you're is, like I'd like the that. concept of Those purpose are good. is abstract, but also <laughs> strong. And you're like, huh? <laughs> Did any of your friends like join, uh, like, try to sell you, um, you know, like, makeup? What are those things? Like, Avon? Like, they... I have friends who are... Uh, like, Pondi Rodan schemes. and Fields. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I have a girl that I went to high... I, I finally Other left Facebook. Rodan and Fields. Oh, you did? I left Facebook for good, overdone, so I don't get to keep up with her anymore. But um, she was, like, the one of the dumber people I've, I knew growing up. And then, and also a girl who like never wore makeup a day in her life. Never like just didn't ca- like wears like basketball shorts and white beaters every day. And now she's like hawking like $300 lash cream. And I'm like, <laughs> how did this happen? What happened? What, what fell apart in your life that like, this is where you ended up? Yes. I had a friend too. I like posted, I was like taking off my makeup one day and she like DMs me. and was like, I could help you with that. And I was like, what do you, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> she's like, I've got this like amazing lash grower same shit and I was like I was like yeah I'd love to try it and she's like great I can give you my discount instead of $180 it's $170 free shipping (laughs) I was like what no this this girl reached out to me when I like was posting about like working at Maisel and she was like 
hey, like you run in a pretty exciting crowd. Uh, like she legit wanted me to try and like get Rachel Brosnahan to sell Lasties or whatever. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <gasps> That's great. That's really, oh, I bet boy. you get a lot of messages like that. I get some crazy so people Facebook. who are like, who are like, hey, could you do this for me? I have a platform and I need some people to see it. And I'm like, and it's like, you know, a pro-gun plow. I'm like, no, <laughs> block, go away. Um, <laughs> have either of you ever been fired from a job? Uh, aside from your, oh, yeah, I we know Hallie has. <laughs> janitorial experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I actually got, I didn't get fired from that um, office assistant job. But so while I was there, I should have been fired. <laughs> So uh, while I was there, I started, so before I did anything kind of related, I started blogging. So I was technically speaking blogging while I was on the job <laughs> as an office assistant. So, and, and I remember uh, at one point I was doing it pretty openly too, because I was like so checked out. Also, I'm going to be clear. I was like 23. Oh, like yeah. I, I would never, now <sighs> I would just have quit and like done the right thing. But I was like, <laughs> like, okay. So when I you say in. openly though, I picture you like turning and be like, that's an amazing thing. I'm going to blog about it. Like tell, I, him, tell them. <laughs> I think I vaguely remember having well, who was it was like Bubble Boy or something <laughs> a Bloom Boy Bloom Boy and I'm like oh I gotta go uh, email some people about this and so <laughs> I was uh, I got called in and it was like my immediate boss her boss and then the head of the department literally had printed out like my um, articles <gasps> from this blog. And they're like, well, you can't do this anymore. And then I went home and I did not sleep. And then I came in the next day and I quit. <laughs> and um, and even the supervisor was like, well, I like I get it. You know, like, it's fine. But I do remember that moment of like, well, you got me. Like, they should have fired me. Yeah. But they were trying to be nice and like give me. I don't think I was in the union. I don't think they could have fired me. Like, they had to give me one more chance. But then luckily by that point, I was making enough money secretly blogging that I was able to quit that day job. <laughs> and uh, but let me tell you, just that the moment of sheer icy terror, of like, well, I've been found out. <laughs> but they were right. I mean, they were right to. Yeah. to uh, I love that they printed about. Yeah. Were you like, thanks so much for reading it. I appreciate it. Exactly. I was like, so many thoughts. Yeah. Like, any Would love advice? some notes. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, God bless them. They were all, I'm sure they got someone who was much more competent after me, so. <laughs> I don't know. It all worked out for the best. I don't think best. any 23-year-olds are competent. Yeah. Sorry I if you're 23, I was so- but I think you're, like, <laughs> you just don't know anything. You haven't done anything. Um, I remember yeah. being so depressed that I, like, went to my friend's house, slept over on his inflatable mattress, and then went to work in the in the next day in the same, same outfit, <laughs> but with one of his zip-up sweatshirts on. Nobody said anything. <laughs> But also, like, I didn't interact with, you know, I was just, like, right. in a cubicle. Right. You know? No one really knew what you were wearing ever. <laughs> but that's where I was that's at. such a you movie know, like, scene. Mentally. You went out and you drank all night. You're like, they want to fire me. I'm just going to go back in and take it and quit. Oh, I wasn't even drinking. I was literally just depressed. No, I like, know. I literally, like, laid on this. And also, like, when I woke up in the morning, the um, air mattress had deflated because oh, yeah. it was, like, one of those cheap ones. And so I was just on the ground. Anywho, things are looking up. I do it a lot better now. Oh, my God. Allison, um, were you ever fired? <laughs> I haven't been fired. Fu- like, I should have been fired many times. Mm-hmm, like, yes, I can't believe absolutely. USA Today didn't fire me that I actually quit. Like, <laughs> I th- like there were so many. Like, I-, I just was so checked out with, like, every job that I had. But one, um, I have been laid off several times. And one mm. of the worst ones, I worked for the Museum of the City of New York, which is a great museum run by people who have no idea what they're doing. But like I (laughs) had spine surgery and I took three weeks off, which felt not like enough. (laughs) I was going to say that's like no time. Yeah. So I came back. (laughs) I was back for a week, I think. And then on a Friday, like there was like some, I forget what day of the week. It was like, but I went, I showed up one day and my office, my chair at my desk was not there anymore. Like everything else was the same, but like my chair had been moved. And there was just a piece of paper that said, come see Susan in her office when you get in. And I like went up there and I was like, what? And they were like, we're so sorry. You're great. And we understand that you're like kind of going through something right now. And I was like, oh, I'm having my spine operated on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like going through, like I'm like it's not like I was like coming in being like oh I'm hungover like right and they right, were like yeah. they were like anyway we're restructuring and this position doesn't exist anymore and I was like is that why my chair wasn't there and they were like oh we don't know who did that and I was like did that like <laughs> that's that's evil and then they wanted me right. to stay for two weeks and I was like no 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 this isn't like I'm not putting in you can't put two weeks notice in on me I you <laughs> right yeah I'm leaving today and this is it yeah that's crazy it's like, 
they're basically like, we need someone who has like a spine, yeah. you know what I mean? Who's going to have like a good spine yeah. that like works. We don't like somebody you know who has like mean? a shitty spine. <laughs> My brain right, is like, couldn't you do them for something? Couldn't you be like, I'm sorry, but this is like, you know. Part of me was, I was talking with a friend about it and I was like, I can't believe they did that. That's so fucked up. And she was like, no, it's actually nice. They could have done it before the surgery when you, Ugh. and I was like, you're right, actually. Because they were going to do yeah. this all along. I think they were just waiting benefit. for oh. to get back. And I was like, okay. In that case, terrifying. benefit of the doubt, that was nice of them. But, ugh. Yeah. My last job that I had before I started the unemployed show, they gave, they laid me off and gave me five weeks notice, which they, I was oh. like, so you expect me to just come, knowing no. I'm going to be <laughs> fucking lost at sea in fucking five weeks. But I came in and I, I just was like, I don't need to really work anymore. Like, I just sat there and like ordered in breakfast lunch you know put my fucking feet up and I was like how do you do that how do you fire someone then expect me to come in they were like because you planned the holiday party so we need you for that that's so like there's just like I need a lot of incentive to do work like I need a lot of like (laughs) uh, just reasons to do things like I can't like if I know that I don't really have to work like I will not be working. <laughs> yeah. Were either of you ever unemployed for a like a lengthy period of time or have you always been like, I feel like you both have worked, mm, have always had jobs. I've been pretty, I had a, like when I was at NYU, I wasn't working for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was only part-time student. Um, so that was a lot of downtime. And then uh, in between television shows getting canceled, I've been pretty unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> there have been definitely some uh, stretches there, like after the president show got canceled and then after the opposition got canceled. So. Yeah. Is that hard? Like, I haven't been on a show that is, can- well, I've been laid off from jobs that are canceled. But I mean, <laughs> like, you know, you get so close with this group of people, you're making something fun every day. And then one day they're like, well, we're done. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. It's, I mean, like, I, Hal, you've been there too. It's just like, it sucks. Like, especially when you like the job. Like, there are certain yeah. jobs where I'm like, if this job went away, I'd be like, great. None <laughs> of these people deserve money and like, whatever. But like, but like all the shows I've worked on have been so lovely and are like my best friends and we like I loved what we were making so it was like oh yeah yeah I feel like I'm like so the part of me that's like it's like I'm so deadened inside that like anytime that like anything's ever ended I'm like yes of course <laughs> like I, it's like I almost I don't know I'm, I'm like that in general honestly where I'm just like fine everything's bad <laughs> so I don't know I feel like every time I'm just so immediately I go into like a you know, sort of, like, decision. Like, I don't allow myself to be sad about things. Like, I'll just, like, go into, like, okay, then I'll start freelancing or I'll start doing whatever so immediately. And then it's not till like, two years later, I'm like, oh, that was nice. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I think that's, like, out of, like, my own, like, um, anxiety-riddled mind. That, like, when something's over, I'm like, I can't address this. I can't deal with this emotional repercussions of this. I have to just right, focus on having an income and that kind of yeah. thing. It's also New York, I, mean, I think, does this to us, where it's oh, just, 100%. like, you know, yeah. coming here as a young person and you're like, wait, people are awful to you. They walk all over. Like, you have to be immune to it. You have yeah. to just, like get over it fast because tomorrow might suck too. Yeah. Also, I feel like I always have, I mean, now is such a bizarre time because I'm like, I literally have nothing going on. But like in general, in the normal era of our lives, like I always had stand up every night and I was always freelancing and like doing stuff. So like losing the job, like financially would be like very significant. But I'd be like, I don't know, I got to keep all these plates spinning to one Mm -hmm. day be successful enough to buy a home. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, right. Is that your dream? Do you yeah, want to buy a home? I don't even think I do. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, my sister's on her like third home. She's five years younger than me. I'm like, how does that happen? How do you buy a home? I'm going to rent till I die. <clears throat> yeah, what does that look like? What, oh, I'd like to buy a car, but that'll probably never happen either. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one day. Sure. Knock on wood. I'd like um, to have a two, I'd like to rent a two bedroom. That would be my that's yeah. my financial goal. Yeah. Until we were stuck at home, it's like I didn't realize I needed an extra an office yeah. at home. Oh God, wouldn't that be heaven? It would. That would be. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, Jared bought a tiny little fold out desk that he puts in the bedroom, and I'm like, our bedroom's crowded, and you're using the <laughs> AC in here now because it's now your office, and I use it in there because that's my office, and this is a mess. Uh, that's terrible. That's all terrible. You know. Yeah. It's okay. We're healthy, right? At the end of the day. We are. We're we'll healthy. find out tomorrow or I guess Saturday <laughs> yeah, when well, I get my we'll test back. Allie might be No, out. I feel great. I feel great. I just, you know, who knows? 
Who the fuck knows anymore? Um, I wanted to ask you one other thing. What's like the, is there anything, what's the weirdest thing you've ever done for money in New York City? Have you ever had mm. like a gig that is, uh, could be in entertainment or not? I love that you both look like you're praying. You both literally just closed your eyes and went, hmm. hmm. <laughs> I have two that are similar. Okay. Um, <laughs> one I didn't do when I was living here. It was before I moved here. Um, That's like, fine too. Which was I wrote college papers for money. Um, oh, rich I didn't kids know that about you. in California. Um, oh my God. Who went to UCLA. Wow. I could have like an environmental science degree if I wanted one at this point because <laughs> I wrote so much of this one kid's work. I love this. But then the cra- this isn't crazy. Like, this is crazy in a good way. But like, I um, a couple of years ago got like a branded content jo- like gig. And what it was, I'm just going to say the gross amount of money it was because like to me, it's just so insane. Um, Sorry, there's somebody driving a tractor through my apartment, I think. Um, it might be mine. I hear no, it's it. mine. It's always, <laughs> it's always mine. <laughs> um, is that they wanted... It, I did it with um, our good friend, Alyssa Wolf, and we each had to write six tweets about cellulite for $20,000 each. <laughs> we each got, what? We each got $20,000 for six tweets. And like one round of like revisions. It what was, are you talking about? It was the <laughs> tweets. Tweets like the regular, like 180 character tweet. Yeah. It was like, <sighs> I wish I had, I, these dimples would look better on my face. Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's Wait, did you have to reference a product? No. Or they it was just, as if you were doing an ad for cellulite. So what, so originally what it was is like this company <laughs> that is I'm blacking out. I'm blacking <laughs> out. <laughs> 20,000 each? We each, she and I each got $20,000 for six what? tweets. Um, How? Because, because the I'm pharmaceutical. I'm quitting what I do. I'm going to throw up. $40,000 on six tweets? They but want, it, you, sorry, go ahead. They wanted Amy Schumer. They settled for me and Alyssa. <laughs> they had more money to spend. Hey, you're pretty close. I huh? think so. Uh, what? They were like, so like it so it's definitely not an FDA approved like I tried to find out what the procedure <laughs> oh, is. This is an unverified <laughs> procedure. So like it also they make it like they were like it's a treatment and like we were like on the website and I was like I think it's an invasive procedure. Oh, <laughs> oh. my god. So they wanted like funny So originally what they wanted was funny tweets that were just like about body and being a woman and like cellulite or whatever. And they were going to kind of like sprinkle them into their Twitter feed, like uh-huh. in w- throughout, like also having, you know, so they could get like followers. And then people would go get like sliced open at this, like ridiculous. <laughs> Med clinic. spa. Yeah. It sucks the cellulite out of your ass. So then they, en- <laughs> it like they try, it ended up going through so many permutations that what we ended up just doing was we had to, they gave us no parameters for this. So, we had to tweet them from our own accounts and then they retweeted us. <laughs> and they did and then we just had to like hashtag it selfina, which is what it was called. And like we would just do them at like three in the morning. We would schedule them to right, go yeah. at three in the morning. So people uh-huh. would but also now I'm like, if anybody ever like called that out to me, I'd be like, uh yeah, I'm getting paid. Like this is this is what I'm doing. <laughs> oh my god. Were your friends like, wow, you're your brand is really changing. Like <laughs> no one noticed. Like truly. And oh no, oh, I'm sure I saw that, and I was like, yeah, that seems like a joke you'd make. I don't even think I noticed the ad part. Nobody, at all. nobody, you wouldn't notice. And also, like, I don't know, when you tweet like twenty times a day, like, right? Just don't. It was so funny when people would like them though, because I'm like, this is an ad. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I can't believe that. So, oh my god! I'm stunned. I wasn't I'm working. Stunned. That was a long. I was a long, long stretch of not working when that happened. So it was like literally saved me. <laughs> yeah, that's like someone just like dangled it. In, they're like, she needs it right now. Let's just get. That's amazing. That's the Crazy. greatest weird gig I've ever. Heard. My manager was like, "You're literally never gonna see this kind of thing again. Do it." And I was like, "No part of me was not gonna do this." Like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Twenty. You didn't even have to negotiate that. That was just offered. Yeah. They like my like I think my my manager, I guess like his boss was like, Hey, um, this came across my desk. I don't think that we represent anybody who quali- who would do this. And my manager was like, I do. Wow. I love that. I love well, money, so it's like, you know. <laughs> I've done a couple of influencer things. Nothing near that amount. Yeah, it's like wow. a baseline yeah. Honda for like five hundred <laughs> words. Yes. Absolutely incredible. <gasps> oh my God. Now I'm going to up my price if I ever do another branded thing. Absolutely. And Be like, Selfita would pay me 20 grand. So 
<laughs> Holy right, yeah. shit. You always have that in your back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Did you With your cellulite. <laughs> no, I left them up for posterity. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. I did an infomercial once that most people don't know about. And every so often in the last 10 years at like 6 a.m., 5 a.m., I'll get a Facebook message from someone from high school being like, was this you? Uh, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Can you tell us what it's for? Uh, yes, actually, it was for the Kardashian skincare line. Oh, great. Uh, I did a I did a before and after um, <laughs> testimonial. Great. It was like when I was had just graduated college and I was like 22 and I was living in or 23. I was living in L.A. and my friend worked for the the what's it called? Uh, Girls Gone Wild production company. Oh, yeah. And they were sure. like, I have this project. I'd love to work with you. And I'm like new to L.A. And I'm like, oh, my God, me? Like, that's so cool. <laughs> and they they flashed Kardashians. And I was like, oh, my God, they're so famous. OK. And I show up to this like I didn't know it was Girls Gone Wild. I show up and it was like just naked, like picture like big giant murals of naked women from girls gone wild like holding their shirts up and like <laughs> i think i got i did it and they like they were like yeah just go on camera without makeup and then we'll we'll do makeup you'll be the before and after i was like oh that's how these work okay <laughs> and it was that was it and they gave me like 50 bucks and a girls gone wild tank top and i was like i'm a movie star in la <laughs> do you still have the tank top i don't know i that'd probably good, don't <laughs> that'd be a good vintage piece i know yeah but it's a GGW. It wasn't as I was oh. like, give me like, give me the logo. Yeah, I don't know. Give me the the name, but I don't know. That was a uh, that's somewhere out on the internet. Fascinating. Yeah, Hallie, did you do any weird job? <laughs> Basically, I was paid fifty dollars, and my then boyfriend, we went um, together to essentially be faux bystanders for a. Um, reality show on True TV. And I can't remember the name of it, but it was like worst jobs ever or something. And it was like, you know, just different, like obviously it's supposed to be like a reality show, but of course it was all staged. And this one was, I believe there was a, a woman was a process server. So she had to serve people. Mm-hmm. And of yeah. course, like we all seen in real life, they go berserk and <laughs> trash the place. And in this one, we were at, um, it was, it's at Blue Stockings on the Lower East Side, which sadly has closed because yeah. of COVID. Oh, I know. But I remember going to a bunch of like events there and like book readings. And so we went there and it was incredibly cold. But I think they gave us coffee and bagels. It was like, all right, this is fine, even though it's like 20 degrees mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And so we were there and basically we had they had to stage it. So we're reacting to a woman who gets served and then she trashes the bookstore. <laughs> but of course, she can't trash the actual books because it is a functioning bookstore. Right. <laughs> So they have to set up a faux bookshelf with like faux books that they brought that she could push over. And we all had to react to it as if it was actually happening. Oh my God. When in reality, as a New Yorker, I would just leave. I would yeah. stand there. If somebody went berserk in a bookstore, I'd be like, good day. Yeah. And I would get out of there. I'd probably just like not notice. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'd be like, oh, but, you know, like, oh, what's that? That makes sense. That, 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 that yeah. tracks. And so, but I remember, like, we all had to, like, have, like, a surprise face. And um, my then boyfriend was, like, pretending to film it, which I thought was, like, that's really clever because, like, that's what we would be doing (laughs) if this was real. This is going to get me followers. (laughs) I'm going viral. And I do, I, and I did love, like, the woman who played the woman who was freaking out and trashing the place was, like, such a consummate actress. Like, clearly this is, like, some Broadway actress who's, like, just needs a gig or whatever. And she's, like, all right. Ah! And then like, this is like going, it's like on a dime. And I was like, she, they were right to cast her. She was really incredible. $50. That's how much she made off that. Yeah. Oh my God. So we've all done yeah. it. We've all done those, those yeah. bizarre jobs. Uh, I think, yeah. what did I, Oh no, mine was a and E. I did one that aired in a lot and it was one of those fake prank shows, but it was, a, a I had to discover a dead body or like, I was at a funeral and the body pops up. <laughs> you found a dead body at a funeral. <laughs> no, they're alive. It popped up. It popped up. Yeah, it was oh, called Bay or Bail. And a lot of, I remember a lot this. of people yeah. have messaged me about this. I think it still airs somewhere on Facebook. And John Bershad had to play my uh, husband That's or boyfriend. That's right. Yeah. And we're paying our respects to a dead body. And the body pops up. And it's, does he bay or does he bail? And he bails. He, you know wimp yeah uh, that was the whole show <laughs> it is 
defense, it would it would suggest that he in that moment believes a body has reanimated out of death yes. and is leaping out towards him. Oh, right. But they were like, out of a you casket. stay there. You're fine. This is another day in New York City. Dead body. <laughs> like, oh boy. And they're like, he's going to run. What is it, Tuesday? And then you have to be like, what a bad boyfriend. And I was like, we got this. We've done so much improv. We're so good for this. <laughs> Love it. (laughs) Terrible. Um, So in the spirit of your podcast, I thought we'd get into this. I crowdsourced on Twitter, which is where I get all of my great information for anything I need on this podcast. Uh, Guests, you know, callers, random shit. And I said, does anybody have any scary stories? Uh, Because it's... It's time for scary stories, right? We're coming into mm-hmm. October. Yeah. Halloween Absolutely. has started. I feel like spooky season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking. Or I was talking earlier with someone. I'm like, I feel like it's already like happened. Like we've already like gotten the pumpkins <laughs> right. and like ever. I bought all the pumpkin shit real early this year. Um, yeah. Spooky season, yeah. And and your podcast is great. So I thought you guys would like some of these scary stories that we could talk about. The people had at jobs. Ooh. All right. Great. So my spine is tingling. Here we go. So these are real stories. This is not a Hollywood movie. These are real stories submitted mm-hmm. to the pod. All right. So the first one is from someone named Jen. And Jen said, I worked at a college dining hall through high school. Weird. One day I was making pizzas and at the time there was a high window in front of the pizza prep station and I saw a guy wearing khakis and a tie dye just watching me. No big deal. I waved when I noticed him and he smiled and kept watching me toss the dough in the air. That next moment, a coworker came up behind me and asked who I was waving at and I said just the student watching. I was busy putting toppings on but I motioned towards him and she said, Jenna... Oops. She said, Jenna, no one's there. Uh, I called her a liar. I mean, I was looking right at him. And she said, seriously, there isn't anyone there. I looked behind me to her, rolled my eyes, and I looked back to the window, and there was no one there. Freakiest part, though, the dining hall is located right beside the freshman male dorm, but it also housed a lot of our catering equipment in the basement. One day, the same coworker and I went to gather supplies, and I saw the same guy on a memorial plaque just inside the door. Turns out he died by falling off a dorm early in the 80s. I never saw him after that, but I still always felt like I was being watched any time I made pizza while working there, which was almost a daily occurrence. Wow. Wow. I mean, at least, like, it seems to be, like, that's, like, at least a friendly ghost. Right, he was... Like, he's just there to watch you make pizza. That seems fine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's scary, though. I mean, also, I was, like, she wasn't in college. She was in high school working at the college. That's scary. That's scary. scary. That seems... That's (laughs) That's too much. That's the scary part. (laughs) Right? I had a lot of friends who, like, worked at the dining hall, like, while we were in college. They, like, were there on the weekend, whatever. You know, it's, like, a work-study thing. Um, Yeah, I love how she was, like, khakis and (laughs) tie-dye. He seemed fine. I'm like, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, he wasn't covered in blood. He right. didn't have like fangs right. or something. He's the guy who's going to sell fangs. you weed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, that was submitted by Jen. Okay, next story. I like this one. Uh, this is from someone who submitted to the podcast before named Scrummy Dave. Uh, Great. We love Scrummy Dave. I worked overnight security at a nursing home that was formerly an old Ooh. hospital. I have lots oh of, he said, I have lots of bizarre stories of times I had Ooh. the crap scared out of me by things I still can't explain. For instance, I guess this is one he can't explain. One night around 3 a.m., <laughs> I was doing rounds on each floor. The hallways were long and usually pretty quiet. When walking down the third floor hall, I randomly heard the pattering of footsteps running down the hall above me. I froze not Ugh. knowing what it was. A minute later, the same thing happened, but the running on the floor above me started coming in my direction. I went upstairs to see what was going on, but on the floor, uh, but the floor was empty and all the residents were sleeping. I found out the next morning that the fourth floor was the pediatric ward at the old hospital, and the senior residents often report seeing and hearing a little boy that knocks on their doors and runs up and down Aww. the hallways. No. See, I that's like another that. nice ghost. I'm okay with ghosts. Most ghosts, they just show up, they run around, they wave, they watch you make a pizza. That I'm on board with that. So I think that's great. Allison's, I mean, Allison's like, I, absolutely not. And you're just like, these are, some, these are my friends. These are people I support. I <laughs> They're don't. my friends, Allison. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like that at all. I don't like child ghosts. Yeah, that is sad. I don't like that. That means it's a dead kid. I don't know. It's like, that's, you know. Do you believe the, the what was the theory about uh, three men and a baby? Do you remember the ghost child and oh, three men yeah. and a baby? That reminded me of that. Do you no. know this? What? Have you seen the movie? 
Yeah, but like, there's was 20, it like you can see yeah, ago? Go on, sir. yeah no there's a scene in the movie where they're in like the apartment in New York I think they're in New uh-huh. York and they're like walking across the scene and in the background you see a little boy standing there like by the curtain to the window it's a real like thing a, okay and apparently an internet deep dive the apartment they <laughs> shot three men and a baby in like the little boy uh, the, there was a kid who lived in that apartment and fell out the window and died and then People are like, you can see his ghost in the. It's a real thing. It's a real theory. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, but you are right. Where it's like, it's sad to think like ghosts are sad enough. But then like the idea of you, if you die as a child, you just have to like hang out on some set. Yeah, that is a bummer. <laughs> you don't get to go to heaven. <gasps> That's not right. Right. You, so you're, you're still at that house where the accident happened. Like trauma. Well, yeah, the one, it's weird. The like, one when good... you are a ghost, like, are you trapped wherever you died, or are you? Like, can you go other places? I guess all the stories about them would suggest you are trapped there, which is really sad. And that's why I guess you have haunted houses. But I mean, one good thing is that ghosts aren't real. So none of this is, it, wow, it didn't happen. This so true. it's perfect. This is this, yeah, I have a very strong ghosts are not real stance. Really? But that's, Have you guys, yeah. you haven't done paranormal activity yet on the pod, have you? No. No, I oh, do love it. Though. I love those. I haven't yeah. seen it, so. <laughs> I love those movies. Those made me think ghosts were real. Honestly, but you know that, that. But you know that's not real, right? In the movie, <laughs> I know. it's that's a, not a it's, documentary. They wrote it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I love those movies. I love horror movies, and I'm not very. I'm not scared very easily. Like I really, I've watched them my whole life. And then when I saw the Paranormal Activity <laughs> movies, I was like, "Fuck, these are different." Because they were different. They were like that. You know, yeah. found footage kind of thing was different than the stuff yeah. we grew up with. But then in the third one, a guy I went to like high school with, his roommate in college, who he always posted photos with. Like was in it as an actor, like I was like, this is ruined. I I see this person on Facebook, and now they're in this movie. This yeah, is, yeah, it's ruined. I will say that is one of the weirder parts of working in the <laughs> entertainment industry is when you start to have friends who are like in things that you see, and you're like, I I can't, I'm out of this now. Like I I can't. Like I'm so happy when my friends get work. Sure. But like sometimes when I'm watching a movie and it's like somebody I do stand up with, you're just kind of like. This is weird. <laughs> now, leg- legally, I cannot say which movie, but um, my boyfriend Dave, his he he when he from the house that he and his ex wife lived in was recently in a horror movie, and the whole time he's like, "That was our bedroom. That was like, you know, like just pointing it out." And so he's not allowed to like, oh, like post about it, it or was anything. The set? Wow! Yeah, like they shot most it in of it? the yeah most of his old home. Oh. Most of the movie is set in his old house. Yeah, that is spooky. that's cool. Yeah. I know, but now you can't tell anyone because you saw. I guess I don't know because I, I, whoever bought it or whatever, you can't like tell people. But yeah. it was very cool. That's wild. Yeah. I like that. Um, all right, should I do another story? I don't want to yeah. do this one, Ellen, because it's a, the next one was a friendly ghost, and Hallie's just gonna be like cute. Uh, <laughs> It just makes me feel better because I feel it's like ghosts get a bad rap. And I think most ghosts, it just seems like they're just kind of sadly trapped somewhere. They don't know what they're doing or I don't know. I think that's true. I mean, if anything, we can now. Yeah, that's just proof from the amount of friendly ghost stories that we got instead of actually scary stories. It's like, yeah, but we have two other ones that are like, there's there's one that's another hospital one and then. There's one in a store. Which one do you think? I'll do the store one. Um, But I wanted to say, you know, it's funny on Twitter, like people replied to some of these stories and they were like, did you tell the ghost to leave? Because that's what I do. (laughs) And I was like, what? They're like, there's something you can say, like, right? Like, please leave me alone and they will. And I'm like, well, that's very cordial. That won't happen in real life. Uh (laughs) Right. It also implies the ghost is like, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, (laughs) I didn't. I'm sorry. Completely this, overstepping oh, here. This really. my I'll, house. I'll go back. This is the hospital. I'm sorry. Bye. <laughs> they just disappear. <laughs> my B. Like, <laughs> that's what it seems like. And yet we place all this scare on it, you know, and they're just yeah, like. It's not, yeah, it's not their fault. <laughs> um, I liked this one just because, you know, I like shopping. This person, uh, Ruby, worked. I worked at an Old Navy while we still had the supermodel Quinn's. I did not know this was the name for that. That's the mannequins that have faces with makeup on them. Oh, okay. They're, they're supermodel quins. Uh, I don't like mannequins. No, not at all. One night, I was closing with a manager, and we heard a crashing oh, no. noise from the front of the store in the vicinity of the supermodel quins while we were coming out of the back room. When we got there, nothing was messed up, and the supermodel quins were just standing there. 
Uh, and then it says we noped out of there pretty fast that night, but I, I don't know. That's a typo. That's supposed to be, we ran, we hopped out of there pretty fast that night. Some, something like that. They left fast, but they heard a crash and then the mannequins were there. <laughs> mannequins are scary. I, mannequins are scary. Yeah. I don't believe in ghosts, but I, if you were to tell me you saw a mannequin come to life and, and mess up an old baby, I would be more inclined. I'd be like, I, I wasn't there. I can't prove that didn't happen. It's true. That seems more likely than ghosts. Yeah, that's it's mannequins <laughs> coming to life, being imbued with a sense of humanity. And yeah, I saw the movie Mannequin. Yeah, right. which much like Paranormal Activity, I assumed was real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I used I've worked at Bloomingdale's and Nordstrom and uh, brag. Dressing. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Not Sorry, everybody can be sex. so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> um. But when I was at Nordstrom, I had to dress the mannequins Ugh. a lot in our section. And I, they had a rule that you had to put a certain size jeans on them. They were like, the mannequins all wear 26s. But the mannequins were way bigger than that. And so, like, just, like, once a week, I'd be, like, just, like, leaning over a table trying to, like, look at, like, it looked like I was trying to fuck a mannequin. But I was, like, trying to get these jeans, like, up this fake woman's body. And, like, I was, like, can I just put a bigger pair on her? She, They're clearly bigger than this. Like, and they were, like... No, mannequins were 26s. Oh, my God. That's how that's I treat so my weird. own body where I'm like, no, you ate <laughs> COVID? Who could? What? No, you still wear those jeans that you fit into before. I was like, she's made of plaster. Like, there's only so much room here. Like, I can't. <laughs> They're like, actually, she's really going to feel bad about herself if she has to move up a size. So <laughs> I'm like, these aren't like aspirational people. You know that they're fake, right? Like, I don't need. No one. No woman is like looking in the back and they're like, oh, she's a 26. Like. <laughs> No. When I was a very little kid, I uh, I did some modeling. Uh, I don't know why my parents let me do that, but not become a child actor. And that seems like the wrong way to go. And so I was in this mannequin modeling class because that's a thing where humans model like mannequins yes. in like storefronts and shit. I had friends that did that. <laughs> what? So that's weirdest. wild. Picture me yeah. as like a six-year-old. For six like year the old. limited two. Yeah, it's like a six-year-old, and I was, oh, and they no. were like, "You have to count in your head to thirty, and then you turn your head, and then you like, you can wave like you're a fucking robot." Like they, and that was a class they taught you, like you know, like how to be smooth and like look fake. It's <laughs> like what is that's how to look fake? That's how to look like a mannequin? You're how to look like a fake child? Yeah, they're like you're, you know, they're like you're not a human anymore. You are a mannequin, and mannequins are not real, so you have to move not real. <laughs> I begged I begged my parents I was like just let me do movies and they're like this mannequin modeling really seems to be like something uh, future (laughs) well when they remake mannequin Mm -hmm. then you'll be good to go Uh, yeah oh yeah add it onto the resume you know I'm sure they'll they'll call me right in (laughs) you have the experience I feel like it's a no-brainer on the production side have either of you have ever had something scary like that happen to you at work that like like these people, like where you thought, like, am I the only one here? I mean, now we work at home, so. Right. Yeah, I'm terrified every day. But... <laughs> yeah. That's scary Living in itself. Yeah. Trapped in a nightmare. Right? Like, um... did I leave the stove on? That's my scariest. Oh, yeah, exactly. The one nice thing is now you could just turn around and be like, no, it's fine. And be like, oh, it's off. <laughs> yeah. I used to leave hair irons on those. That was a big mistake. And my toilet has a full on, like, hole in it <laughs> from a hair iron. <laughs> to say I hope so yeah like a big hole <laughs> that's how it's designed my boyfriend came home one day and was like what happened to the toilet the top of the toilet the, the lid I was like I have no idea it's like clearly just like a curling iron like full on yeah. like valley melted it <laughs> you're like oh I just went to the bathroom too hard sorry <laughs> um, I was well, like I left for three hours what <laughs> now that this is this isn't like a supernatural horror but I remember so I have anxiety, as you probably could tell from interacting with me for two seconds. And so I remember when I was working on Friends of the, of the People years ago now, we were going somewhere far out in Queens and I had a studio, so I was living alone. And it was my first time ever living alone. So that morning I was like, fuck, did I turn the oven off? I hadn't turned it on that day. I don't know why it would suddenly be on, but like we're driving out like, you know, way into Queens because it's like, oh, I can't get back. Like if it's on or whatever. And I was like, it's fine. You know, and I'm like trying to call myself down. Literally, we get there and they're like, 
oh my god did you hear like a building blew up and i was like it's my building i did it it was me it wasn't but it was that building on second avenue that exploded oh my god there was about there was like a two minute before i could like get to my computer and look it up where i was like boy it sure would be a bad look for me i blew up all those people i live with like i destroyed but it was it obviously wasn't that it was Whoever the corrupt landlord was trying to (gasps) gain the gas. And you would be stuck out in Queens on set being like, that. I blew up a neighborhood today. Uh." I I couldn't tell anyone. I would be like, well, it's crazy. Who lives there? You know, I'd have to like pretend I didn't know anything about it. We should order lunch. (laughs) We just had Jen Bartels Uh, on the podcast uh, the other week and we talked about Friends of the People. And Angel, who I see every time. Now she's in that, what is it, a Geico ad? Yes. Where it's like, oh, Oh, we have a rat problem and it's great every time. I sang the whole thing for her. Yeah, I got really into it. (laughs) She's wonderful. Um, I haven't had, I should have had scary experiences because when I worked on The Opposition, we worked out of the Hotel Pennsylvania. Yes. Which is super spooky, but the scariest thing that happened would be like, um, you know, people like our, we would come in and like the snacks that we kept in our offices were always like opened and like chewed through. And it's like, that's so weird. And it's like, no, there's just like rats and mice. Yeah. <laughs> like we had to put all like our, like we had like these half walls. So like we would have to like put like, if we had like, I kept like a lot of pistachios around <laughs> and like pretzels. And so we would have to like put them in a box and like balance them up on these like above the door frame. <laughs> oh no. Wow. That's really anyway. I also got a lot of bites from bugs there. (laughs) You're like, Like, I'm a TV writer adjacent to Penn Station, and it is a glamorous life. It's so glamorous to constantly be have to wear socks inside with your sandals because you get too many bites on your feet. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Having to fight rats for your pistachios. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Uh, This is so fun. Guys, thanks for doing this. This was so much fun. I love you both. You're both so much fun. And I want to know where can people find, obviously you're both the funniest together. So where can they listen to your pod or follow you? You can listen to Ruined on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Ruined with Allison Leiby and Hallie Kiefer. And you can follow it on Instagram and Twitter. I believe it's, Ruined podcast or mm-hmm. ruined pod? No, I was right the first time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Still learning how to do everything every single day of my life. Yeah. And then follow us. Uh, I'm at Hallie Kiefer on Twitter. And I'm at Allison Leiby on Twitter. And we'll find those and old tweets of yours. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And if you see any cellulite tweets, just know that Allison's making that money. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, like, don't do Selfina. Whatever it is, don't do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's been another time. It's not safe. Whatever it is, it's not safe. (laughs) They've spent their money in all the wrong places. (gasps) Oh, my God. All right. That was another episode of Unemployed with Anna Roisman. Find me at Anna Roisman, but find the podcast at Unemployed Podcast, uh, you know, PDCST, unfortunately, on Twitter and Unemployed with Anna on Instagram. And I promise you one day we'll make it work. And if you want to watch this, go on our Patreon, patreon.com slash unemployed podcast. And and that'll be really fun. Otherwise, I guess we'll see you next time listen to the other episodes don't forget to rate and review those really mean a lot and rate and review ruin too of course because Thank we you. love those we Thank need you. those yeah of course yeah. uh all right that's it i'm out bye what's up everyone it's anna and i am here with a little post game uh episode. No, I'm just kidding. I'm here to tell you about our Patreon. We have an amazing Patreon. We're posting videos of all of our episodes every week, and everyone who donates to the Patreon is allowed to see those, and we would love for you to join in. But right now, I gotta give a shout out to our patrons who are donating money to us, who we appreciate and we love. Shout out to Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, Chris Arneson, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, Vic Terry, and Jonathan Ediger. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast and me and Ellen and everyone else who out there who's unemployed. We really appreciate it. And if you want to join, you can just go to patreon.com slash unemployed podcast. And like, you can just donate $5 a month or something really small, you know, anything, anything helps. And we love it. And we are here for you. And we will keep putting these out until until we're all so successful that we have absolutely no time to make a podcast. Just kidding. But check out the Patreon. Thanks. Love you. Bye.